Hello and welcome to this Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favorite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal the three worst workouts around menopause. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's episode. So one of the most common things we hear all the time about exercise is people saying the best type of exercise for you is the one that you enjoy the most. And whilst this may be true for women in their 20s and 30s who have optimal hormone levels, who can get away with doing almost anything and still see good results, it's not necessarily true for women around menopause. We've worked with so many women in their 40s and 50s who felt totally stuck because the exercise that used to work for them didn't work anymore. They were trying everything from HIIT workouts to spinning, gym classes, dog walking, jogging and swimming, but nothing was really working. They would step on the scales after a hard week of workouts and see zero movement or maybe even be heavier than before and their body shape was continuing to change in a way they didn't like. So their waistline expanding and clothes getting tighter and tighter. And when you're not seeing results, it's very hard to stay motivated, which is why a lot of women end up giving up, leaving them stuck, unable to get their weight under control, choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than wearing the things they like, hating shopping for clothes because nothing fits quite right anymore, especially in the more trendy shops, and staring at a wardrobe full of amazing clothes they can no longer wear. And worrying this is all just a part of the aging process that they'll have to accept. The reason this happens though is simple. So women's bodies and hormones start to change as they get older, which can make it easier to gain weight, especially around that middle area and harder to lose it again with the normal methods of exercise. But if you do have the right exercise approach, one which is designed to work for women over 40 and around the menopause, you can quickly and easily get the scales moving and drops two stone in as little as 12 weeks. In today's podcast, we're going to cover the worst exercises for women over 40 and women around menopause and let you know what to do instead so that you can see amazing results in the mirror. So first things first, we kind of need to understand the changes happening in the bodies of women around menopause. So for women in the run up to menopause, and this can start to happen five to 10 years before clinical menopause, which is at age 51, and sometimes even earlier. So it's pretty common to see it now in people in their late 30s as well. A significant change happens to the sensitivity to stress. So sensitivity to stress increases with age. And when the body experiences stress, cortisol is released, which is the main stress hormone. And what a lot of people don't realize is this sensitivity stress increases uh, with age for both male and females, but this increase is three times more for women than for men due to changes that happen in the run-up to menopause. And if cortisol levels are too high, it makes losing weight very, very difficult as it leads to three major problems, what we call the weight gain triangle. The first one is leptin resistance. Leptin is a, a satiety hormone. So you, if you have leptin resistance, you don't respond properly to, to food and, and you will have out of control cravings. You'll have increased cravings and you won't even feel full after eating. And you may have already noticed this around menopause. The second thing is insulin resistance. So insulin is a storage hormone. It kind of dictates where you're going to store um, carbohydrates when you eat them or, or anything really when you eat it and if you have insulin resistance it makes it much harder to lose weight and much easier to to hold on to it around the middle area so that middle age spread that a lot of people struggle with and then the last thing is thyroid deregulation and thyroid the thyroid is the gland in your 
um, throat that controls your metabolism. If you have thyroid deregulation, it slows your metabolism down, meaning you have to eat less and less to lose weight. So it's harder to lose weight. So all of these three things, what we call the weight gain triangle, leptin resistance, insulin resistance, and thyroid deregulation make it much harder to avoid gaining weight around menopause, let alone lose weight. And a lot, we'll come on to it in a minute, a lot of the types of exercise um, that are not good around menopause are not good because they overstress the body, um, leading to triggering that weight gain triangle. And these changes, though, they don't just affect the stress response. So changes to female sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone also start to happen even years before clinical menopause, you sort of uh, mentioned before, Rob. And this can lead to things like joint aches and pains. It can lead to, especially a lot of the clients we work with have bad knees or bad back or mobility issues such as frozen shoulder or tennis elbow. And all of these things are both made worse if you're carrying a bit of extra weight. So if you're carrying extra weight, you're going to put more load on your joints and you're going to cause more irritation and more inflammation to those joints. Another thing to watch out for as well is muscle mass and bone density also decreases with age if you're not doing anything to counteract it, which can lead to feeling less toned and feeling more flabby, which can lead to having less shape to your body, which can lead to feeling weaker, having poorer balance and being less energetic. It can also lead to osteoporosis, so porous bones, which can cause serious issues as you start to get even older. And a slower metabolism, as the more muscle you have, the more the faster your metabolism is. So as you're losing muscle, your metabolism also slows down as a result. Yeah, so if people are doing the wrong kind of exercise around menopause, it will actually accelerate all of those things um, you've just talked about, Ben. So that flabby, less toned body, feeling weaker, having problems with osteoporosis, a slower metabolism. A lot of people don't realize the exercise they're doing is actually making those things worse and accelerating the aging process. So the best type of exercise um, around menopause must do three things. So firstly, it must keep cortisol levels, that stress hormone, low to moderate as this will otherwise stop you being able to lose weight effectively, especially if you've got a stressful life, you've got a stressful job, you've got to be very careful of how you manage your cortisol levels. Second thing is it needs to not overload the joints, as if you do overload the joints, it will quickly lead to injury and then having to give up. And if you can't exercise, it can often then lead to food choices slipping and, and weight gain as well. And then the last thing it needs to do is maintain or even build muscle mass and bone density. And this will help to keep your metabolism high and also maintain your health as you get older as well. So it needs to do those three things, keep cortisol levels low to moderate, not overload the joints and maintain or build muscle and bone density. And a lot of exercise actually doesn't achieve these three things. So it's really not appropriate around menopause. So you kind of want to avoid them. So Ben, what's the first type of exercise that you recommend people actually avoid around menopause? So the first one to avoid then is HIIT or HIT, which stands for high intensity interval training. So example of this are, are the Joe Wicks kind of approach or body pump or insanity, any of those sort of really high intensity things and like most other gym classes as well. And the clue's really in the name. So HIIT, high intensity interval training. So that high intensity training can overstress the body and trigger that weight gain triangle. It's often high impact too. So for women around menopause who are also more prone to joint issues, it can be very hard on the joints and it can lead to injury. And if you get injured and you you know you, you do this high intensity exercise, you end up with it putting yourself out of action because you've hurt one of your knees, for example. Um, if you're out of action, unable to exercise, you're going to take a big step backwards in terms of results, unless you're like really consistent with the nutrition side of things. So 
doing this, taking this type of approach, it's like cutting the lawn with a pair of scissors. So it would be possible to cut the lawn with a pair of scissors. You could go down, you know, kneel around on the lawn and just use a tiny pair of kitchen scissors to just cut every single blade of glass, grass. But it's going to take you all day. It's going to be really hard work. And the end result isn't going to look as good as if you just got the lawnmower out five minutes backwards and forwards up and down the lawn and it's it's you know it's done it much more quickly and much more efficiently so that will be my number one top form of exercise to avoid around menopause hit training or high intensity interval training so what would yours be rob i'm going to go for spinning so i know it is really popular so again if this is something you like doing this may be hard to hear, but this is things like there's a lot of spin gym classes. Peloton is very popular as well, and it can be very, very high intensity. And this is kind of the problem again. So just like uh, the hit we just talked about, it's effectively hit on a bike spinning. Um, so you're you're doing these often. You're doing these high intensity periods with low intensity um, periods in between. And if your lifestyle is already quite stressful, and your body's ability to deal with stress is reduced because of the hormonal changes around menopause what's going to happen is it's going to put the brakes on your weight loss. So our body's going to actually hold on to weight around the middle. It's going to increase cravings through that leptin resistance. So you're going to then be more likely to overeat around it as well. Um, And it's going to slow down your metabolism as well. Another issue with spinning is it's cardio focused. So this means just imagine it you're sat on that bike you're only really working a very small number of muscles. You're working your quads, which yes, are a big muscle, your legs, maybe your calves a little bit, maybe your hamstrings a little bit if, you're, if you've got good technique, but that's it. Like your whole upper body is doing nothing. Um, so your arms are not going to be toned up. Your stomach is not going to be toned up. Your back isn't getting any workout at all. And even the workout on your legs, it's very, very high um, repetitions on that bike. So it's, it's not really a strength workout. It's really just a cardio workout using your leg muscles. So what this means is it can actually accelerate sarcopenia, that age-related muscle loss. So it actually will make you flabbier and saggy. It won't tone you up as you get older and around menopause. And it really won't help with mobility or strength either because you're basically just stuck in one position, all hunched over. So you're hunched over that bike, straining away. And if you already have a sore joint or a bad back, this will not help because you're not doing anything to, to move your back into different positions. This is almost like an extreme version of being sat at a desk. So if you sit at a desk all day, kind of you end up a bit hunched over. You're just doing the same thing and you're going to get stuck in that position. That's the worst possible position for a bad back. So it's going to make injuries worse. It's going to make back problems, joint problems worse. You're not going into um, all these other positions which are important to stretch out your body and to feel good. And you're also going to start to lose muscle which will slow down your metabolism, will make it harder to see good results and it'll make you feel flabbier and saggier. So spinning, again, you may love it, but it's really not effective for weight loss around menopause. So that's my second one. Ben, what is another type of exercise that you see a lot of people trying that doesn't really work very well around menopause? So one common thing that a lot of people try is running. So things like, you know, talking about things like couch to 5K, that sort of thing. The thing with running is, is it's notoriously high impact um it's also very high intensity as long as you're if you're carrying extra weight as well and like all the other things we mentioned today the biggest negative with it is it can lead to that weight gain triangle so running is 100 percent cardio focused it will also lead to uh, that muscle that muscle loss and creating a kind of cardio bod which is basically what would be a saggy bum and arms um not having any sort of muscle tone or definition 
And if people only run, it can also cause a lot of problems. So you can have, um, you know, if, if you don't have a huge amount of core strength, it can lead to having back problems. It's also very hard on the joints. So if you imagine, um, imagine if you're walking, you're putting a certain amount of weight through your joints. Every time you're you're running, because you're kind of taking off from the ground and then landing again on those knees and on those joints, you're putting about four to seven times your body weight through your knees. So if you're around 12 stone, it's the equivalent of carrying a grand piano for your knees. So it's a huge amount of force going through your knees. Um, like spinning though, also doesn't really help with mobility or with strength. You're kind of in one position going through quite a limited range of movement. And if you already have tight hips or a bad back, um, a lot of people who have a sedentary desk-based job, which is pretty much pretty much all the clients we work with, work in some sort of desk-based job as most people do these days. If you then start running and you've already got these tight hips, um, you've already got maybe just generally tight muscles, it's just going to make this worse. It's going to make it worse and it's going to lead to injury. It's almost, I think with running, if you get into running and you, you know, you're, you're already overweight, you haven't been doing a huge amount of exercise previously. It's almost just a matter of time before something is going to start causing you issues, whether that's knee pain, whether that's back pain, whether that's hip pain, whether that's, um, shin splints or something like that. And not only will it potentially lead to that injury quite easily, but the, the worst thing about it really is it's also not going to be that effective for losing body fat. So it's carrying a high injury risk, like all the things we've mentioned today. They all kind of carry this high injury risk. They're also going to lead to this weight gain triangle, which can actually prevent you from losing body fat. And they're also not that effective for kind of losing the, losing the weight and toning up and actually achieving your goals. So those are kind of the three things to, to avoid um, but what, what would we actually recommend? What's kind of the key thing to focus on? So rather than the key is kind of in the name. So all the things we've mentioned, spinning, hit training, running, they're all kind of high impact or high intensity. So in our experience, it's all about doing kind of low impact exercise instead. So our number one exercise we recommend is low impact strength training or list training. Um, and that's by far the most effective training for women over 40, basically involving slow, controlled movements with body weight or using moderate weights. It will keep stress levels on the body low, meaning your body stays in an optimum state for losing weight. You avoid triggering that weight gain triangle. It will help build muscle, which will tone you up all over. It will reduce bingo wings. It will flatten your stomach. And at the same time, it will increase your metabolism, meaning you can get away with eating more and still lose weight really easily. It's also very efficient, so it doesn't take a long period of time. For example, if you're doing a spin class, you might have to travel to the gym for half an hour do an hour long spin class and travel back from the gym for half an hour. So it might take you two hours to complete that class. But our clients train only three times a week for about 40 to 45 minutes. So it's a very, very small percentage of your overall time. And it can be done from home as well. So there's no need to waste time commuting to and from the gym, which is far more efficient if you've got a stressful job or a busy career alongside trying to achieve your fitness goals. The other benefit is there's no jumping around, so it's really gentle on your joints, and there's a low injury risk. And the final thing, a lot of people worry, well, if I'm not doing cardio, 
am I still going to maintain some cardio fitness? But the reality is, if you are exercising doing this low impact strength training type exercise, you will still improve your cardio fitness. You're not going to be as fit as if, you know, your cardio is your main goal and you wanted to run a half marathon and you go out and train and do loads of intensive cardio, but it will give you enough cardio fitness for kind of health and for kind of day-to-day life. Yeah, and we've got countless examples of clients who have swapped hit spinning running or gym classes for this low impact strength training around menopause and their body shape has changed dramatically we actually had a thread last night in our client whatsapp group where i couldn't keep up with it so many messages but they were talking about their weight has changed but maybe not quite as much as they may have expected for how much their body shape has changed so people have lost two three dress sizes um but because they've built this firm toned muscle their body shape is so different to when they were just doing cardio in that weight. They are looking years younger. Their bum is lifted. So we've had clients and they were saying, oh, you know, my bum is like it was when I was in my 30s, um, where it was just sort of blending into the back of my body. Now I'm in my 40s or 50s. And their arms are super toned up as well. Stomach sucked in. And we have an example here from one of our clients, Sue. So Sue's 54 and she said, Um, These are her words. I was a size 12. This is before she joined over 10 stone and felt bloated, unhealthy and lethargic. I wore baggy clothes to hide lumps and bumps. And in general, I was unhappy with how I looked and I was losing my zest for life. When I felt bored or unhappy, I'd open the wine at the end of the week to cheer myself up. And that was then followed by crisps and chocolate. I tried slimming world weight watchers, slim fast and Scottish slimmers. I went to the gym four times a week doing gym classes. And although I was quite fit, none of the exercise classes were making a difference to my body shape. I thought the program was expensive for something which was an online tool, but the results and reviews made me think it was worth a go. My biggest three wins so far are my mindset. This has helped me so much. And it was one of the reasons behind why I was reaching for the wine and chocolate that were causing the issues. And I don't have that now. Number two, even when I have gone off track, I don't give up. Ben is there to get me focused again. So Ben um, is Sue's coach. And then number three, learning about macros. Previously, I would have followed a diet that made unhealthy choices. I can now see the benefit of staying on track with good food choices. And I think twice about what I'd choose before I eat it. So since joining, I've lost over a stone. And the main thing for me is keeping it off, particularly over lockdown and the festive period. So she did this all through COVID. I'm a very comfortable size 10 and size eight in some things. And when buying clothes, I no longer hide under medium-sized jumpers and a small size is figure-hugging hugging and flattering. I've lost fat around my lower stomach, which is something I've never managed before. I'm fitter than I've been in years, have more energy, and can hold my own in a fitness challenge with younger workmates as well. Through the mindset work, I no longer react to situations by reaching for chocolate or wine, and I have a calmer attitude to life. And I'm happier and more confident and look forward to what lies ahead. Amazing. And if you want to find out more about the plan that Sue followed, along with thousands of other women who lost one to two stone and dropped one to two dress sizes in 12 weeks, just go to www.fit40info.com and you can find all of the information on that page. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.